Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. fans are you ready to brave the wild with me your host pal dino joey or joey awajan brave the wild is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and also of course on the hockey podcast network thank you dylan and kyle out of vancouver british columbia for having me on there thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show it is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today a couple of flurries or Silver dollar snowflakes coming down. I don't know what you'd call them, I guess, but they're big. Maybe not quite a silver dollar size, but they're up there. Uh, And the Minnesota Wild continued to gain points, point after point after point after point. Seven out of eight this past week. Unfortunately, the Wild are still having trouble scoring, but we're winning games. Uh, great goaltending by Philip Gustafson, great defense, and great goaltending by <laughs> Marc-Andre Fleury, let's be honest, against the Vancouver Canucks, the Vancouver British Columbians, if you know what I mean, uh, which is where Isha Jerome hails from of the Soda Pot, of course, but it's now moved to Minnesota. Yeah, uh, About a month, two months ago or so, welcome to Minnesota. Late, uh, obviously, late on saying that. I, I know he moved here quite a while ago, but... Yeah, I haven't actually mentioned it on this show. I apologize. Um, But no, the Wild continue their amazing points. They're tied. They, we, us are tied with the Dallas Stars. So unfortunately, you have a game in hand. Dallas Stars have 13 overtime losses this year. Interesting. I'm sure they'd like to have a couple of those back and get to 85 points or something. But whatever that would be. Uh, Tied with the Dallas Stars. Who would have thunk it? Minnesota's uh, crazy Jacques Lemaire style of late. Good good, uh, special teams. Uh, lower scoring and not so great on the 5-on-5. Five and, five. and then he had Todd Richards, who was all 5-on-5 five and, five and no special teams. And then Mike Yo, who was kind of, I don't know, a little of both. And then, yeah, I don't know, we'll just get off of that. I could go on all day, all the different coaches and such. The up-and-down success of this team. But um, it's been quite a wonderful run. Our focus today is kind of going to be, well, we're, we're going to get caught up with the amazing trades that took place on the day of the trade deadline. That uh, obviously hadn't happened yet on the last episode. I had a feeling Greenway would be gone, and he's gone now, of course. Um, and unfortunately, a Kirill Kaprizov scare 
uh, late in the, well, kind of midway through the third period as a big giant guy named Mr. Stanley there. Not not Morgan Stanley or anything, but no, I'm just kidding. That's a bank. But um, no, an amazing, uh, no, a nice win for the Minnesota Wild. And the train is back. That's figures. Yes, okay, Marcus Foligno. I know you're playing well right now. I know, Marcus. I got, I got it. So that's the Wild's big train there, Marcus Foligno. He actually has been playing well, to say the least. And so is the Gus bus. Maybe that's the Gus bus coming through. But whatever it is, uh, the Wild continue their success. And then we uh, have three games against the uh, coming up next week, starting off in the Shark Tank. Saturday night, another late Saturday night game. Yeah, yeah. You can tell I'm on board with those. And a fairly late Sunday night game, too. 8.30. Okay. I, I like it. St. Louis... 8.30, though, of course, if I end up moving to first shift in the next few weeks or so because of a better job, we shall see. Fingers crossed. Pray for me, please. Um, then I might not like the late games as much, but I'll find a way to get caught up. <laughs> I'll figure out a way because uh, I'm doing it now anyway. So the, the East Coast games. So it's just a reverse effect. Off of that now, let's get to the, uh, well, let's kind of look at the games briefly, talk about the trades, this and that. Now, let's get to the trades now. Well, this one's right before the trade, so I'll, I'll say this one first. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little crazy. Two to one win over the Vancouver Canucks. Another, again, defensive battle. Of course, the one Vancouver Canuck that scored was Brock Besser. Who do you think's the one Minnesota Wild player that scored both goals? Kirill Kaprizov. And again, unfortunately, we'll, we shall see his uh, status is up in the air as Stanley, the big guy with uh, Winnipeg, kind of the uh, Kaprizov and Stanley kind of collided. And Stanley kind of was falling into Kaprizov as he did the splits. And apparently Kaprizov's leg twisted a bit awkwardly as well. So we shall see. Kaprizov did come off on his own power the whole way. So good news. But it looked kind of scary. Kaprizov has been known to return uh, even in the scariest moments. Like he'll miss like a game or something. And then he's back and he's Kaprizov again. So we shall see. Um, God willing. Kaprizov does score both goals. Yes, and Brock Besser of the Vancouver Canucks scores. And I don't know, for some reason, I guess I'm in the minority on another topic, like every topic in the world, basically, <laughs> except for Kaprizov's good. Yeah, there, I, th I think I'm in the majority with that one. Um, I really like those Montreal, uh, Vancouver Canucks, <laughs> those Vancouver Canucks jerseys and uniforms that they were wearing and they wear off and on during the season. Those retro ones from, like, say, late 80s and throughout most of the 90s. Mostly the, yeah... And even the, the early 80s, but it was a different version. It had like a big V. That's when they went to the Cup Final, believe it or not, against the New York Islanders in 82. Yes, that Vancouver team did go to the Cup Final versus the New York Islanders in 82, but unfortunately it was overmatched. It was kind of like the Detroit Tigers or the New York Yankees versus the San Diego Padres. It was kind of that type of equivalent, unfortunately. It's like, uh, well, at least they made it, but, you know, it was like a, they were like a sacrificial lamb for the eventual champion playing against dynasties. So, similar situation there. Um, but yeah, this, these jerseys don't have that V. They have that, obviously, the, the skate and that kind of like it's moving fast kind of type of look. Um, I like it. I like it very much. I always have been a fan of it. Um, maybe I wasn't as much of a fan of it in the past because you, you take it for granted. And it was the first jersey I'd seen of uh, the Vancouver Canucks back in the day. Whereas um, now you appreciate it more with some of these kind of not so interesting ones they've had the last several years. Um... The, the, the recent ones are slightly better than the ones they had when the Wild defeated the Vancouver Canucks in the postseason uh, back in, 
back in 2003. Sorry, I am going way off, and I apologize. Uh, Mark andre Fleury in the net, only faced 22 shots because the Wild just did such a good job containing this uh, mediocre Vancouver team, put 34 shots on net versus Thatcher Demko and got the job done. Both goalies were good. Obviously, Demko was way better than he'd been most of the season, but unfortunately, the Wild, generally speaking, have not been uh, much of an offensive juggernaut the last several weeks, so we make a lot of goalies look good. That's just kind of how it is. Ryan Reeves with a rare assist again, and he did have that badminton goal last week. But Kaprizov scoring twice in the game, and we appreciate it a million percent there. Big win by the Wild, and another win for very good backup goalie Marc-Andre Fleury. And sometimes, again, you take the pressure off a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury, who's an, you know, an aging veteran, not only the pre- uh, pressure off him in general, but off of his body as well. So then he's more likely to play better. A lot of older guys that are talented, but older, play better in kind of a, you know, play better in more of a reserve type of role or like a like a part-time type of role, not full-time starter type of role. And then all of a sudden, wow, he looks freaking awesome. Put him back in like 100% full-time, and then it's like, oh boy. So things happen. Um, that's how it works. How, how, how did Zach Parisi do when he played more of a, you know, like a third-line-ish role? He played better, and he, you know, so that's just how it is. And occasionally getting scratched, maybe to get some rest. Um, he didn't like it, but oh well. Let's talk about the <laughs> let's talk about the trades that took place since the last episode. I believe Yep Curtis Lazar was the last one I talked about from the Canucks to the uh, for a fourth round pick to the uh, New Jersey Devils, who looked insanely good. Uh, Claude Lemieux, no Brendan Lemieux, not Claude Brendan Lemieux, a fifth round pick, both going to the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for Zach McEwen. Zach McEwen going to the Los Angeles Kings. The Kings also acquired forward Nate Schnarr from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for defense in Frederic Allard. Frederic Allard. Nice. That rolls right off your tongue. Nick Menino is going back to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Congratulations. Going from the San Jose Sharks who are just, you know, they're, they're tough for the Wild to play this year for some reason. And, yeah. Phenomenal defensemen and all that, uh, and Eric Carlson, but stuck in San Jose, I guess. Uh, Nick Menino going back to the Penguins, a three-team trade that included the Montreal Canadian. Uh, San Jose acquired unsigned draft choice defenseman Arvid Henriksen, <laughs> a conditional fifth-round pick in the 24 NHL draft, and a seventh-round pick in the 23 draft from Pittsburgh. The Canadians acquire, Canadians acquire Tony Sund and a fifth round pick in the 24. NHL draft from San Jose. No, San Jose, I know. Winnipeg Jets acquire, here we go. Forward, Vladislav Nem. Nem. Gosh, Nem. Snikov. I like that one. From the San Jose Sharks in exchange for a fourth round pick in 25. 25. So, nothing from 28 yet. At least we'll see. In the NBA, we have like second round picks from 29 being traded away. I'm not kidding. That happened in the... Yeah. Four second round picks and eight second round picks going to the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers trade away four second round picks going into 2031 for for this guy. Okay, I'm just kidding. It's just like, gosh, it's crazy. And it's also been, and it's traded hands like six times before it got to this team. And it probably will trade hands like five or six times until the pick is finally there. And it'll be somebody that never wants to come to the U.S. from uh, Europe or something. Anyhow, but we'll see. Next, 
of course, why would a guy not want to play in the NBA versus Europe? You, you, you could play, I mean, surely you're going to get paid more. Well, then again, maybe not. Depends if you're in a reserve role. Anaheim Ducks acquire defenseman Chase Prisky from the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for defenseman Austin Strand. Yes. Dallas Stars acquire Scott Reedy from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for Jacob Peterson. Jacob Peterson. That was easy. <laughs> Philadelphia, no. Calgary Flames acquire forward Dryden Hunt. Not, <laughs> not Damon Hunt, but Dryden Hunt from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for Radim Zohorna. All right. Probably mispronounced that one, too. Here we go. Here it goes. The Minnesota Wild. This is when the Wild got busy as it got really late. Buffalo Sabres acquire forward Jordan Greenway from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for a second-round pick in the 23 NHL draft and a fifth-round pick in 24. I think a lot of us were like fourth-round, fifth-round pick for Greenway, and that's it. A second and a fifth from from a uh, second from this year, a fifth from next year. Well, all right. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? That was an awesome trade. That was an awesome trade. Buffalo Sabres really like Jordan Greenway, apparently. And All right, I'm glad they did. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Buffalo. And great job, Billy Bill Guerin. Great job. Minnesota Wild acquire forward Oscar Sundqvist from the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for a fourth-round pick in the 23 NHL draft. Apparently that was in the trade last week. I think that was Boston. Yeah, I believe so. Or was that in the next trade? The next trade where it's a fifth-round pick, maybe. Um, but yep, Sunquist for a fourth-round pick in 23. Ottawa Senators acquire forward Patrick Brown. Doesn't get easier to pronounce than that. From the Philadelphia Flyers. In exchange for a sixth-round pick in 23. Now we're getting in the sixth-round range. Hmm. Interesting. Pittsburgh Penguins acquire Dmitry Hulikov. That's right. Anaheim Ducks. So Pittsburgh Penguins acquired Dmitry Kulagov in exchange for forward Brock McKinn and a third round pick in 24. How uh, Hoppy feels about that, I don't know if he's real excited about it. I don't know. I don't think he was a big fan of Kulikov. Kulikov. I keep saying it wrong. There's no H. There's no H. Why am I saying H? It is Kulikov in this case. But uh, yes, he is going to the Penguins. Colorado Avalanche acquire forward Gustav Rydal. There we go. That one rolls off your tongue. From the New York Rangers in exchange for forward Anton Blige. That one does not roll right off your tongue. Philadelphia Nashville Predators acquire forward Rasmund Asplund. There we go. From the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for a seventh round pick in 25. That is a hockey name. Asplund. Yes, it, it is. Blackhawks acquire forward Austin Wagner from the Los Angeles Kings in exchange for future considerations. You always like that. New York Rangers acquire forward, or excuse me, defenseman Wyatt Kalnuk from the Vancouver Canucks. You like that? In exchange for future considerations. <laughs> I'm sorry. Calgary Flames acquire defenseman Troy Stetcher and forward Nick Ritchie. You know, the, that kid next door that used to pick on you? Okay, I'm just kidding. From the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for defenseman Connor McKay and forward Brett Ritchie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was the trade where it was two brothers being traded. Uh, yeah, getting, you know, trading places. That's kind of funny. Um, and here it comes. Here it comes. The one that made me go, Klingberg! I was really excited, but I'll get the one first. Nashville Predators acquire forward Anthony Angelo from the St. Louis Blues in exchange for future considerations, because Anthony Angelo for future considerations, yeah. 
Okay, well, apparently, actually, that happened on March 8th. I don't understand how that's possible, but I guess because of future considerations. But the trade that basically got through at the last second, and I was like, what? I, mean, I wasn't even thinking about him. I wasn't even thinking about him. And it's like, he's on Dallas? No, he's not on Dallas anymore, is he? He's on the Ducks? What the heck is he doing there? But yeah, that's right. He went there as a free agent, tried to get a lot of money. Or yeah, Dallas, I think he turned down a pretty lucrative offer from the Stars, hoping to kind of, you know, betting on himself in free agency, signs a one-year ditty with the Ducks for $7 million, who are retaining one half of his salary for the remainder of the season. Pretty cool. John Klingberg, remember him from the Dallas Stars, who kicked our butts many times and was, a, but you know, and was a, yes, on the team that beat us in the pl- in the playoffs. Crazy to think that was only his second season in the NHL. It's been that long already since the Stars lost or Stars beat the Wild in six games. With uh, I believe it, yeah, that's how long Mike Yo has been gone because Mike Yo was not on the was not the Wild coach anymore. It was uh, Torch, John Torchetti. John Klingberg coming to the Minnesota Wild in exchange for Andre Suster. Remember the big giant guy from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning? I believe he won a Stanley Cup with them, right? I believe so. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Pretty sure he might have won two of them. The rights were, remember, Nikita Nestorenko, the guy I always talked about coming in from Brooklyn, New York. But also, again, obviously a Russian guy, but born in Brooklyn, New York and playing for Boston College and having a decent uh, junior year. Apparently, he didn't want to sign an entry-level contract with the Wild because they figured, it's just, I don't know, I'll take my chances somewhere else. A fourth-round pick. That was also, the that was the that was the pick we acquired in a trade. That was the one um, with Boston. 2025 draft. Klingberg traded to the Wild for Schuster, Nestorenko, and that fourth-round pick from Boston going to the Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim Ducks. So, Nestorenko, we'll see how, we'll see what happens. A lot of people think he's probably not NHL material, but you never know. You just don't. Um, Brandon DeHaim was a fourth-round pick who, you know, ended up being a pretty good one. Pretty good one. Definitely not a star, but a good player. Fourth-round picks can be something, and fifth-round picks can be something. Ask Kirill Kaprizov if fifth-round picks can make it to the NHL, because... Yeah, ask Kirill Kaprizov. Heck, Andrew Brunette was, what, like a ninth-round pick, wasn't he? He was like Mr. Irrelevant, basically, in the NHL draft years ago. I went on and on, but, it, well, but there was a lot of trades, and it's fun to kind of get into that stuff. It's I enjoy talking about trades. Maybe I went a little hard reading all of them, but, ah, uh, what the hell. It's fun to kind of go over the names and such. And some of these games, like the one nothing, you know, the scoreless game or the Wild lost in the shootout and all that, that's, I don't know, what, what, what are you going to say? You know, it's just... Mm. Yeah, it was one of those kind of games. It was, you know, it was fun to watch, but nothing was going in. And it's like, ah, and now Yahoo's acting weird. I don't know if it's <laughs> somebody somebody hacking Yahoo again just to, to send a signal saying, hey, don't mess with us. I don't know. I'll leave it alone who I'm talking about. You could argue this is the feature presentation or maybe the Winnipeg Jets game. I'll save the Winnipeg Jets for the feature presentation, but this one's pretty close. A 3 nothing win for the Minnesota Wild over the Calgary Flames. I'm debating and giving it to this one. Uh, unbelievable job once again by Philip Gustafson stopping all 31 shots. All 31 shots by the Calgary Flames, who played who played hard, this and that, but the Wild just played better. A team that's trying to make the postseason, trying to catch up to anybody they can. Minnesota Wild are not the team that they need to catch to make the playoffs anymore, as that's where we were. We were hanging around 8th and ninth for so long, but now the uh, Minnesota Wild are way up there. Could see home ice in the first round. The unfortunate thing is just guess who we might be playing in the first round. Could it be the Colorado Avalanche? 
Oh, no. No, we, I don't think that would be a good thing. But it might be the avalanche anyway. Even if they pass us, it would just flip-flop. They, they get home ice. Well, okay. We've had some damn good series with those guys. But I don't know. I don't know. And what if uh, Landis Gog is finally ready to play? He hasn't played a single second all season. Matt Boldy with a multi-point game. I believe I picked Boldy to score two goals. But at least he had a multi-point game. So, okay. Good for him. Sam Steele with his first assist since 1987. Thankfully. Um, <laughs> good for him. Marcus Johansson. Looked like he had his first goal of the season, but it was tipped at the last second by Jewel Erickson Eck to get his, uh, was a 22nd goal of the season, which is number two in the wild right now, of course, behind, or behind only Karol Kaprizov. Matt Boldy's not number two, and he probably should be, but Jewel Erickson Eck's having a wonderful season, like a 60-plus point type of year. Definitely a guy that shows that patience pays off when you hang on to a guy and all that. Certain people, you could just tell he needed a, a change of scenery, and that'd be Jordan Greenway. I mean, I didn't even talk about him hardly. Um, but yeah, he needed to change the scenery. There's no doubt about it. How he's going to do with Buffalo, I guess, is all kind of a wait and see type of thing. But um, partially, I was getting kind of thrown off here by the way this thing was behaving. Jordan Greenway. I think I'm going to check something real quick. Yeah, I could just click on his name to see what's going on with uh, Buffalo. Two games, no points, and a minus one. Okay, well, but at least he's playing somewhere else. And he's not getting scratched or anything. Not that he was really getting scratched a whole lot here. He did play 45 games, two goals, and five assists on the season. And he had like two points recently. That's how quiet he'd been. Sick stuff. Like about five points in 40 games. That's just, I don't know. He he definitely had offensive ability, him being Jordan Greenway. Uh, he even had a hat trick in college. So, but I guess that's college. Still, though, it's, it shows that there was some kind of scoring ability there. But maybe not enough time in Iowa, that type of thing. Uh, but Jules Erickson, you could clearly tell he's a better player than Jordan Greenway long term. And uh, that was that 2015 draft class. Jules Erickson, Jordan Greenway, and Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov. Pretty cool and exciting. But um, unfortunately, Greenway not working out long term for Minnesota. But again, a 3 nothing win for Minnesota in Calgary. Where unfortunately both of the home teams would end up losing the game. But, um, yeah, the Wild at least got a point out of the other one. Could have been two, but, well, we'll get to that in a second. This was an entertaining game where the Wild just looked like the better team the whole way, for the most part. Calgary did put up a fight. Yes, they did, but Gustafson was just so good and so calm and this and that in the right place at the right time, and he just got the job done, and the Wild shut out a pretty talented Flames team that has been underachieving most of the season. Uh, huge disappointment, honestly, when you consider the kind of offseason they had and how good they looked last year. Until all of a sudden they started giving up like eight goals a game against the Edmonton Oilers. It was ridiculous. It's absolutely stupid. Um, but that's how it goes. That's how it goes. You just couldn't get the job done. Uh, like 50, yeah, what do they get? Again, I've still never heard of this. 70 shots on net versus Dallas, and they finally won the game. It's just crazy that that took place in Game 7. Flames and Stars. It was a great game. Historic, historic hockey game. But a 3 nothing win. Not historic, but... Phil Gustafson continues to have numbers that are off the charts. Goals against average of 1.91. He's three shutouts on the season now. Is that other game, the next game, did count as a shutout, even though the Wild lost in the shootout. <laughs> Much to our chagrin. Could have, should have, would have, would have, could have, should have won in overtime. But the guy who scored the goal of all people was offsides. The way he was just, I don't know, I, I don't know. It was like, ah, oh, man. It was like maybe like a, I don't know, like a brain fart or whatever you'd call it, like a split second type of thing. 
bang, you know, that type of deal. The Wild got 40 shots on net on Jacob Markstrom. He definitely earned the star of the game, I'd have to say, doing well in the shootout. Also, stopping Kirill Kaprizov, believe it or not. Kirill Kaprizov didn't finish in the shootout. When I saw that, I'm like, oh my, we, we're probably going to lose this one, aren't we? Um, it was kind of a back-and-forth type of game. It wasn't a bad game. It was well goaltended. Um, and Calgary really just kind of stymied the Wild in this one, keeping us to 26 shots. And the Wild uh, special teams, they, well, the, the penalty kill has been phenomenal, and the power, but the power play has been short-circuiting because the overall offense has been short-circuiting. Uh, there's promise. I mean, you got Oscar Sundquist finally playing. You already had uh, Marcus Johansson playing, Klingberg playing. All the way back, you know, back, well, yeah, back with the first uh, Calgary game. Guys like that were playing in the first Calgary game. Um, Johansson, I believe, played against the Canucks. But the Calgary game, he was, it looked like he had his first goal. The good news is there is chemistry there. Uh, looks like a good fit with Boldy and uh, Jules Erickson because the lines are different now. The grief line is gone forever and ever. So, unless we reacquire Jordan Greenway in the next couple of years, which I truly doubt will ever happen, but <laughs> I guess you never know. Stranger things have happened in this world. Um, like having the same coach twice, that's pretty weird. That's actually less likely, to be honest. Things usually, you know, when you fire a coach, usually doesn't end well, but you never know. Um, heck, Flip Saunders came back to the Timberwolves. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but the Wild, unfortunately, couldn't get anything in obviously they'd have opportunities markstrom was just better and they're gonna have to really hope for that in calgary now if markstrom to have a, a a run here this could be an encouraging win for the calgary flames and they needed it like they needed to breathe no doubt about it they got a shutout gustafson officially gets a shutout but um it looked like the wild might win the game because frederick Goudreau scores again in the shootout all gustafson has to do is stop cadre but cadre beat him unfortunately and then Boldy lost control of the puck. Couldn't get couldn't get the... It wasn't a backhand. He was coming back the normal way. But then just lost control of the puck. And you could just read his lips. Oh, my God! You know, <laughs> that was Boldy. And then the next play, Toffoli went five-hole on Gustafson. At first, it looked like, oh, he stopped that. But it just didn't happen. It was one of those weird five-hole goals that just kind of squirt through. And that was quite unfortunate. Um, oh, <laughs> So frustrating. That's where Goudreau would actually have a goal like that versus the Winnipeg Jets in the final game review here. Um, a 4-2 win by the Minnesota Wild. Marc-Andre Fleury faced 46 shots and stopped all but two. Wild end up winning the game and have us all feeling like a million bucks once again. In a very entertaining game, but unfortunately a frightening moment midway through the third period where, again, Kirill Kaprizov may have had a groin injury, may have had a knee injury. It's one of the two. Most likely, possibly an ankle, but maybe a little bit of everything in terms of like, yeah, it might have been a groin injury as well. It wouldn't completely surprise me, to be quite fair, because he did the splits and again, kind of the awkward twist of the knee a little bit. But I'm guessing it's more of a groin than anything else. Hopefully it's very mild and everything is going to be okay. Uh, Felino, obviously a nice goal from actually pretty far away. Uh, Hellebuck has definitely struggled this year. Mason Shaw would have an empty netter, and Goudreau, again, a kind of a five-hole type of goal. Hartman ended up getting what would be the game winner. This thing's acting up once again, which is really driving me nuts. I, I don't know. They need to get their butts in gear over there because this has been going on for, like, over a month now. I'm not sure what their problem is. Things finally coming back. I don't know. It's crazy, though, how Felino again, only six goals in the season. Uh, Sunquist, again, on the Felino goal. 
absolute gorgeous pass. Uh, he actually had two assists in the game. But it was just a beautiful backhand sauce, as they call it. Even uh, Jake Middleton had two assists in the game, which is pretty surprising, considering he only has 12 points in the season. But, oh well, that's, you know, good for him. Hardman has definitely been better, generally speaking, but the penalty minutes haven't really gone away. No, no penalties against Winnipeg, and we appreciate that. Sunquist had two of them. But definitely some passing skills by Sunquist, and he's got uh, multiple Stanley Cups throughout his career. So uh, he's been on some winners in the past uh, at the end of the day, and we appreciate that very much, what uh, Oscar Sunquist, number 70, has done. He's a big guy, obviously. Uh, did win a, yep, he won with the Penguins in 17. He was only there for 10 games, but ended up winning it with them. And then the St. Louis Blues in 19, where he was a pretty big factor. Actually, a career year with 31 points. 17 assists, 14 goals in that season. Very good year for him. And hopefully he can give us something like that here in Minnesota. He actually, actually has, a nice, uh, has nice passing skills. He's on the third line at the moment as a winger with Frederick Goudreau and Marcus Foligno. So that's kind of your new grief line, you could say, in a lot of ways. And it's probably appropriate. Jules Erickson-Eck, Mar uh, Marcus Johansson, Matt Boldy. Second line, the top line's Hartman, Kaprizov, Zuccarello. Fourth line, Dewar, Shaw, and Reeves. Otherwise, it's going to be Dewar, Duhame, and Reeves. Or Dewar, Duhame, and Shaw. We'll see how that all turns out. But um, that's kind of the situation there. Uh, Shaw with empty netter finally scoring again. And that's great. Uh, Jonas Brodeen should return at some point. And that might mean uh, Merrill, maybe. Maybe Merrill gets scratched. Or Goligoski, obviously, is a pretty good, strong possibility for that. Where uh, Brodine will basically replace Goligoski uh, on the left side with Dumba. So, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. The Mike Madonna Award winner for this episode is <laughs> Philip Gustafson. Are you surprised? It's got to be Philip Gustafson again. But Marc-Andre Fleury, strong honorable mention. Great run here. And Kapril Kaprizov, of course, multiple goal game. And he's obviously the best player and the most, you know, needed. He's, he's just, you know, like losing him is like losing everything right now if that happens. Um, you don't want to lose either. You, you just don't want to think about losing anybody. It's, it's terrifying. But uh, how that turns out. Wild penalty kills eighth in the league. Power play is 12th. That's dropping gradually. Even though, again, this is Jacques Lemaire kind of style. Really good special teams, low scoring, and the, both of the goaltenders look really good. A lot of people compare this team right now to the 03 Wild, and I can see it. Obviously, some nice veterans, especially with some of these additions, that could be big help. So, that could be a, 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 a very big help. Uh, John Klingberg was such a good player for the Dallas Stars for so long. Not quite as good, but he is only 30, so there's still a chance. It's not like he's toast. So, I mean, it's just two years ago, he had 47 points. Actually, last season with the Dallas Stars, 47 points, 41 assists that year, 67 points in 17-18. That was his career high. He's had a 58-point season. Yep, that was the year they beat us in the playoffs, 15-16. So Klingberg has had a hell of a career, and anybody that watches hockey knows who John Klingberg is. He's been awesome. So absolutely awesome. Really appreciate that. Uh, very exciting addition long term. And uh, with that, we'll take a quick break, and we're going to preview the upcoming three games and hear from DraftKings.
back here on Brave the Wild. And first, let's hear from DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Obviously, you know, keeping up with the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards getting back going again. He was basically the cruel caprice off for the Timberwolves in the last game versus the Philadelphia 76ers, so parlays with him, I would often recommend, you know, have him score 30 points. <laughs> that should be a nice parlay, but, uh, you know, uh, a double-double by uh, Rudy Gobert. Uh, maybe keep up with the keep up with the uh, Detroit no the Denver Denver Nuggets uh, Jokic going out for a, a triple double something like that that's always a fun parlay to go with download the app now and sign up with code THPN that's the Hockey Podcast Network new customers can bet five dollars on the NBA and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. <laughs> See show notes for details. With that said, let's continue on to the <laughs> upcoming week versus the SJS, San Jose Sharks, who have been a headache for the wild this year, unfortunately. This is the Shark Tank SAP Center. I'm a little familiar with that software at work, so, yep. Obviously, nice stuff. Kirill Kaprizov left the game and didn't return versus the Jets. Brandon DeHame out for, yeah, well, he was out for the game versus Winnipeg. We'll see. He's day-to-day. He'd be a nice return. And Jonas Berdine, we'll see, as of February 23rd, still out. Uh, San Jose Sharks, Andreas uh, Janssen. That, yeah, that's Janssen. That's not Johnson. <laughs> Janssen left Tuesday's game March 7th, did not return. Uh, Radim Semek, foot, is dealing with multiple injuries, including a foot problem. Oh, you can't tell him he has a foot problem now. Okay, I'm just kidding. And didn't join the team for its three-game road trip. Shen Peng of San Jose Hockey now reports. That was on Monday. Jonah Gadovich is week-to-week, according to Curtis according to Curtis Paschelka of the Bay Area News Group. Congratulations to him. Anyhow, uh, the Sharks are 24th in goals. The Wild are 25th. The Wild are third in goals against. The Sharks are 30th. <laughs> uh, yep, the Sharks lead the series two games to zero. They've already won the season series because it's a three-game ditty. Wild hoping to not get swept. Power play, the Wild are 12th. 12th. Uh, 26th for the Sharks. Penalty kill, the Wild are 7th. Who would have thunk it not that long ago? 7th in the league, yet the Sharks are 4th. Okay. Penalty minutes, the Wild are 28th. The Sharks are 16th. So on and so forth. A 3-2 to two shootout loss to the Sharks. Basically, they scored two goals. We scored one in the shootout back on November the 13th. And December the 22nd, right before Christmas, the Wild 5-2 to two loss in the Shark Tank. We got tanked big time there. The Wild were tanking at the time. Oh, well, we weren't playing real well. We weren't playing really well in this game, per se. Timo Meyer power play, now a member of the New Jersey Devils. Congratulations to him. And Eric Carlson scored really early. 44 seconds in the game. That was a bad sign. 13th goal of the season. He's having an awesome, awesome, awesome season. Looking like the uh, Ottawa Senators version of him. As uh, he has had a hell of a season. He's leading the club in scoring with 82 points. 
defenseman with 82 points. The San Jose Sharks. He might have 100 points by the end of the year. He's playing like, uh, <laughs> dare I say he's playing, no, he's not playing quite like the guy that used to be in Boston years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, don't you dare say the name, right? Nope. Uh, 63 assists on the season. 82 points. Unbelievable run. Nick Benino's now back with the Penguins. Vlasic, the old pickle man, is still there. Cool. <laughs> Mark Vlasic is still there. Edward Vlasic. Matt Nieto, 15 points. Kevin LeBlanc, who scored against us last time around, 26 points on the season. Uh, Logan Couture, 53 points in 65 games. And again, Timo, Timo Mayer had 52 points in 57 games before being traded to the New Jersey Devils, and we'll see how that turns out with those guys. Montreal, uh, why am I so weird today? Gosh, the Sharks are 1-4 in, in their past five. One and four. Six nothing loss to the Shark uh the Avalanche yesterday. Yep, I remember hearing about that. Five uh, three to two win versus Winnipeg. This is going backwards, unfortunately. Eight three loss. Demolition. Eight to three loss versus Washington. What is that? Six to three loss versus St. Louis, three to one loss versus Montreal. Ugh. What's wrong with these guys? Nico Sturm, twenty one points, thirteen goals on the season. Timo Mayer did lead the club in goals with thirty one. They're clearly tanking, obviously. They're tanking in the tank. Kapokakinen is not doing well, and it's a, not a good team in front of him. Almost four goals a game given up on the season. Save percentage just above 80, or just below 88. Yuck. Raymer wanted to be traded, and he didn't get traded, so he's not too happy. I'm sure Carlson did too, even though things are going so well for him. Three points, uh, two seven goals against average. But if you feel like, if you want to win anything, it's not going to happen in the Sharks anytime soon. Luke Cunning out with the ACL. Several months ago and several months to go, unfortunately for him. Not even listed on the injured thing because it's just one of those deals. Um, yeah, because yeah, he's out for the season with another ACL, unfortunately. The Wild need to win this game. Stop playing around. 19-34-12. The Wild were not playing well in the two times the Wild played the Sharks. This time the Wild have been playing great. Um, we're one of the best teams in the Western Conference right now. We would be the fourth seed, and we are one point behind the number one seed in the Western Conference, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Los Angeles Kings, who are also at 82 points, Minnesota and Dallas with 81 points on the season. Vegas and Dallas have a game in hand versus Minnesota and Los Angeles. Boston with 103 points in the East. Carolina with 92. I believe I picked them to win the Cup this year, so that's still a possibility. We'll see if Boston ends up being another one of those uh, President Trophy uh, disappointments or if it's just one of those years, kind of like the 89 Calgary Flames. It's just your year. Like, it's your year. Just go out, kick some ass, and win. And like last year's Colorado Avalanche, where it was just their year. You could just feel it. I'm getting a feeling it's Boston's year. And, I mean, 103 points in 62 games. Eight losses in regulation. Eight. Now, of course, overtime losses are losses in the playoffs, so they've lost 13 games, technically. Yeah, because in the playoffs, that is a loss. Like Dallas, 13 overtime losses. That would bring them up to 30 losses on the year. That's actually not that good. <laughs> That's not that good. 30 losses, so they'd be 34 and 30. Think about that. Just think about that for a second. So Minnesota should be better than Dallas right now. They've lost 13 overtime games, the Dallas Stars. 34 and 30. That's technically what they would be if this was like all, you know, there's no gray area. You win, you lose. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? The Wild would be 37 and 28. So we'd actually be better than Dallas. Interesting. <laughs> That's funny. 
But uh, yeah, Boston would only have 13 losses total. Not overtime losses and 17 regulation losses like Dallas. <laughs> 13 losses total. So it's probably Boston's year. And, you know, if they win, good for them. They've, they've earned it. They've been good the last several years. They were the better team versus the, you know, they were the best team most of the year. And then St. Louis, it just was their magical season in the playoffs. Beat the beat Boston in seven. The next year, Boston was better, ready to roll. And then everything got shut down for a while. And they came back and they just, you know, they, they'd been, you know, they'd been iced. You know, that's just a damn shame how things go. Kind of like a really good Gophers team years ago. They were kind of iced with a, like a longer break than normal and we ended up losing. Super disappointing. Uh, super. We ended up losing in the championship game to Stupid Union. So I was not real happy about that, if you can, can guess. Okay, but the Wild will beat the Sharks. Final score. Let's say the Wild finally get to four goals in a game again. Well, we did yesterday, so of course it can happen. A four, four to one win for the Minnesota Wild versus the Sharks. The most likely guy to score. Well, somebody's better start scoring. Maybe Zuccarillo starts scoring because he's going to have to shoot the puck more often than just look for a pass all the time. Zuccarillo will score in that game. Four to one win at Arizona. These all have to be wins, honestly. Um, at Arizona. I like the team, but I, you know, obviously, you know, I like the team and all that, but I don't like what's going on there, unfortunately. Liam O'Brien, uh, out versus St. Louis. Richie, Brett Richie, I believe he was just acquired from Calgary. Yep, will not play Sunday versus New Jersey due to visa issues. Okay, so but that was Sunday though. That's a while. Voracek, injured reserve, long ago, and far away. Um, <laughs> Arizona, 27th in goals, 25th in goals against. 25th in the power play, 27th in the penalty killer, 20-something in everything, like mid-20s and up in everything. The Coyotes, well, the Wild actually have not won the season series, but we can clinch it here in Arizona. Otherwise, Arizona can tie it on Sunday, March 12th at 8.30 p.m. Minnesota won 4-3 on November 27th, 2-1 on January 14th, and a disappointment loss on February 6th. The Wild were kind of crapping themselves early in the month of February, but since then been way better. Coyotes are 2-3 and three in their last five. 4-1 to one victory over Chicago. 4-2 loss to Dallas. 6-1 to one loss to Carolina. 5-4 epic battle versus New Jersey. And a 6-2 to two win over St. Louis, our next opponent. Interesting. Uh, Clayton Keller, all those boys in Arizona. Um, I like the goalie, Karel Vizmilka, Vizmilka. Uh, he's a decent goalie. He's got three shutouts on the season, but obviously the play hasn't been so great in front of him. Connor Ingram's had better years, that kind of thing. But neither goalie's like pitiful, but I mean, the, the numbers suck. But can you really blame the goalies for everything? Jacob Shikrin is gone. He's with the uh, San Jose Sharks. We talked about that last week. Clayton Keller, really good year. 63 points, Schmaltz is alt. Nick Schmaltz with 45 points in 48 games. Lawson Cruz, guys like that. I think this, yeah, this guy was traded, wasn't he? Shane Gus, he, he was traded. Yeah, traded to the Hurricanes. Oh, that's a nice addition. He's a good player. He's a good player. 35 points with the, uh, well, yeah, 32 points. 30, well, only, yeah, uh, he's already got four points at the Carolina. Oh, he's going to take off there, isn't he? Whew. Yeah, he got traded. Good player. So both of those star defensemen gone from Arizona. The Wild have to win the game. 4-2 victory for the Minnesota Wild. Versus the uh, the Wild have a chance to 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 uh, fix their some of their scoring woes. All three goals against the Calgary Flames, by the way, were five on five. So that's pretty interesting. Nick Bukestad stuck at twenty three points still. Didn't he get traded? 
He got traded, right? Yeah, he, he got his uh, 24th point. He's with the Edmonton Oilers. Okay, that's right. Nick Bukestad got traded. Cool. Good for him. Hope it works out in Edmonton. Interesting team, obviously. You can only guess why. Minnesota Wild will win 4-2 to versus Arizona. I think the Wild have got to take care of business against both of these teams in the Southwest. Uh, um, most likely got to score Boldy. Boldy will have a multi-point game versus Arizona. And we wrap up the uh, this this uh, three-game stretch, and I screwed this up. God, I had to do that, didn't I? <laughs> well, that's how it goes. St. Louis Blues, a team that's been a thorn in the wild side for a while, and of course knocked the wild out of the postseason last year. Much to all of our chagrin, and much to my chagrin right now, yeah, I was doing it again. <laughs> Incredible. This one will be in the Enterprise Center. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Star Trek? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know why I'm so crazy. That's Enterprise, that's Rent-A-Car, and all that cute stuff. Jake Neighbors placed an injured reserve back in mid to late February, unfortunately for him. 22nd in goals are St. Louis. 28th in goals against. So much for the magic times, but that seems like, like ancient history now. 22nd power play, 21st penalty kill. Second in the league in staying out of the box. Good for them. About, gosh, almost 300 less penalty minutes than the Minnesota Wild. Wrap your head around that. The Wild did beat... St. Louis this year, 5-2 to two back on New Year's Eve. That was awesome, actually. That was a great win. The Wild needed that like we needed to breathe. Then got shut out on Jan the 8th. Jan the 8th, shut out. I'm going to jump on this real quick. Yeah, Braden Shan was scoring. Thomas Grice, that's right. Thomas Grice with a shutout. Gustafson faced only 23 shots, got beat twice. Just kind of a mad day. And, of course, again, the uh, third goal was an empty netter. Shout out by Thomas Grice, huh? Braden Shen with the multi-goal game. Good for him and all that cute stuff. Wasn't he traded? Yeah, it's like I keep forgetting. <laughs> he was traded, right? This is what keeps throwing me off. Nope, he's still with the Blues. I got him mixed up with another guy who used to be with the uh, Blues. Tra uh, something with the Golden Knights, I believe. I know some players have gone to the Golden Knights over time with the uh, St. Louis Blues. Goals, yep, just like Arizona. Goals against averages in the, in the low to mid threes. Save percentages right around 89 to 90. It's Thomas Grice with that 90 save percentage right at it exactly. With one shutout versus the Wild. Two shutouts for Bennington, but generally speaking, not a good overall season. Kairou's their best player, no doubt. 57 points in 60 games, but unfortunately he's kind of, you know, it's there's talented players, but it's just it's just, it's just not happening. They're not going to go anywhere. Um, Robert Thomas, 53 points. Pavel Bushevich. Yeah, I keep thinking people got traded. Nope, he didn't get traded either. Bucevic, sorry, I'm saying his name wrong. Tyler Pitlick, yep, former uh, Gopher, I believe, right? Ten points. He was the one that was with Calgary years ago, obviously. Rem Pitlick is definitely the former Gopher. I, I don't think, no, I think Tyler Pitlick played for North Dakota or something. Ah, well, it's a long time ago. Brandon Saad, the former Blackhawk. Vladimir Tarasenko was on that epic uh, New York Rangers club. So, see if he can stay healthy, him and Patrick Kane. People were actually saying it was a bad trade, but they probably gave up too much, the New York Rangers. But, yeah, I mean, they have a million prospects right now that are, you know, super high-end, like number one, number two overall picks, something we don't know anything about around here. We don't know anything about that here, by the way. Ryan O'Reilly's on Toronto. We know blah, blah, blah. There's good players there, but a lot of the other good players are gone. The guys that either, yeah, they were there for the glory years and such. It's over. Uh, Bennington, Grice, we'll see if they put Grice back in the net again. See if he can pull out some of that same magic uh, against the Wild. 
it's almost like, I don't know, you just, they're at the point now, like a win is like, oh, that's nice. Kind of like when the Twins were bad. And like, oh, they won. Cool. We beat the Kansas City Royals. Yay. Or we beat the whoever, you know, <laughs> Toronto, Toronto Blue Jays. Kind of like that. Like your, your season's over, basically. But, oh, cute. We won. One and four in their last five. Three to two loss to Pittsburgh. Five to three loss to Seattle. San Jose, they beat the Sharks in the tank. Six to three. Funny. Um, four to two victory. No, 4-2 loss at, at L.A., a 6-2 loss at Arizona. Interesting. Mm. Will Bitten. Will Bitten getting four games of action with the Arizona. No, with the, uh, was he with Arizona? No, he was only with St. Louis. Will Bitten, that's right, he was traded. Uh, um, one point, one assist. Good, congratulations, Will Bitten. So he was kind of a mainstay with the Iowa Wild. But nice to see him getting a little bit of action with the St. Louis Blues. It would be kind of cool if he played, but unfortunately that was way back in December. He had a four-game stretch. Uh, since then, he's been back in the AHL. But nice to see him get some action in the NHL this year. Good for him. <laughs> Marco Scandella only seven games this year. Seven games. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Yep, and he returned recently. So, yep, he'd been out until February 21st. Oof, duh. Marco Scandella, no points on the season. And is a minus five for the awful St. Louis Blues. The Wild need to sweep this week. Golden opportunity to get six more points. Six uninterrupted points for the Minnesota Wild. You got to get the job done. Four to two, four to three, whatever it is. Five to three. I don't think the Wild are going to give up five, uh, three goals to this team, and it would be really annoying if they did. Another four to two win for the Wild. Four to two type of style win. Maybe a three to two shootout. Annoying shootout type of game or something like that. Or four to two only because of the empty net. That's probably what it's going to be. It'll probably be a closer game than it should be because it usually is. Um... I might even go so far as to say, like, maybe a, a shootout type of thing. But the Wild end up winning the game. The most likely guy to score against the St. Louis Blues, Matt Dumba. Matt Dumba will get one of his last goals as a member of the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> Matt Dumba will score, and the Wild end up winning the game 3-2. to 3-2 to two is your final score versus the uh, St. Louis Blues. A lower scoring game than you'd expect, but it probably will be. It usually is. It's either really high scoring or really low. I'm going to go with the low in this one. The Wild end up getting 6 out of 6, though, this past week. And move up to 87 points on the season, which is really a big deal. 87 points in 68 games. Pretty good. Pretty good. A lot better than most of us were expecting, I'd have to tell you. I don't think any of us truly were looking at that. Let's get to the prospects now ASAP. Humanly possible anyway. I always use that lame uh, phrase. Go to Europe first, because uh, so I don't forget. Actually, well, no, Brock Faber, yeah. I mean, the Gophers are in the national, no, not the national. We're in the uh, Big Ten semifinals, the final four, basically, this week. So, good luck. Hopefully, the Gophers can bring home the uh, Big Ten championship in the Big Ten tournament. And then off we go as a number one seed, possibly a number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Can't wait to talk about that. Oh, it's so awesome. It's time for the Gophers to go out and win it all. I mean, we've been waiting for this all year, and it's right around the corner. Big Ten Tournament's fun, but the NCAA Tournament is the real deal, baby. It's win or go home, and man, let's let's win it. Let's be the let's let's be like Glaster's Avalanche and get it done. Um, Liam Ugrin Ogren. Ah, if it ever loads. Ah, hockey. All Svetskan. All Svetskan. Whatever loads. Everything, everything's messed up right now. <laughs> Two, yeah, um, yeah, 19 points in 35 games. He had 10 goals and 9 assists in 35 games. 
for the main uh, team there. The main Swiss team there. Uh, uh, this thing would please load Swedish team, pardon me. Everything's acting up right now, and I deeply apologize. Daniel, you're off. Yep, I believe the season's over there. Uh, yep, 12 games, 15 points, though. Four goals, 11 assists. Yeah, that's all the same. So, unfortunately, yep, they're not playing anymore. But did very well at the MHL level. That's the AHL of the KHL, if you know what I mean. So, it's the, you know, the AAA version of the KHL, the Russian League over there. So, again, nice season, and we'll see. We'll see how he does. Hopefully, again, he did manage 12 points in 59 games at the top level. So, at 18 years of age, nobody's complaining. Just recently turned 19 during uh, right around New Year, so right around Christmas. So 18 years of age for more than half of the season. I mean, very impressive. So give him a chance. Be patient. And there's definitely something there. More of a playmaker than a goal scorer, but definitely something there. The Iowa Wild had a much, 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 much better week this week. We finally started scoring goals. Finally started scoring goals. They're not losing one nothing, 2 to nothing, 2 to one every flipping game and cursing my head off seeing the scores and seeing the frustration. Marco Rossi had a multi-point game this past week. Good for him. 36 points in 39 games. Now 11 goals and 25 assists. Second on the team behind Joe Hicketts, who's the power play quarterback of the, uh, well, former, yeah, he's a former member of the Detroit Red Wings organization. He played a few games there. Thir uh, 37 points in 57 games. Nick Patton, who'd gotten quiet, he picked it up a little bit again. 40 points in 39 games. Again, one of those quad-A guys. Sam Walker, Sammy Walker, who had been quiet for a while, picked it up again this week. Good for him. And Adam Beckman now 30 points in 49 games. 30 points now. Reached that threshold. Nick Sweeney has quieted down again, and it's frustrating. About a half a point guy after a, a nice run for a little bit. Michael Leary had a hat trick just recently. I, uh, recently had a hat trick at 10 goals, and uh, 22 total points. He's 24 years of age from Halifax. So, Halifax, pardon me. Um, Damien Giroux even finally had some points this past week. He's at 18 and 53 games. Yikes. Simon Johansson scored this past week. 10 points for Simon Johansson. Good for him. One goal, nine assists. One goal, nine assists. Good for him. Michael Milne also finally getting something going. Again, another goal, eight points, four goals, four assists on the season. Damon Hunt with eight points on the year. I think there was another one that was like, oh, good for him. Where'd he go? Ryan O'Rourke. Yep. <laughs> Ryan O'Rourke. Yeah, that was last week. Damon Hunt was the guy that actually had, yeah, he had a multi-pointer. That's why he's at eight. He was at six just recently. So good for Damon Hunt. One goal, seven assists. And you actually hear he's been playing pretty well. That O'Rourke has been struggling actually a little more, but he is a plus eight. That's got to count for something. So he's doing something right. And overall, the team's been playing better. Sam Henches is now at 19 games, only three points, though, and 23 years of age. Hoping for more out of Sam Henches, former, uh, formerly out of uh, St. Cloud State, seventh-round pick for Minnesota. Looked real promising, but he certainly has quieted down the past year and a half or so. Like, he didn't have a great senior season, unfortunately. Uh, Jesper Volstead, 2.72 goals against average. 14 and 12 on the year, and Zane McIntyre is 10 and 12. Uh, 12 and 10 on the year, 3.07 goals against average. Not great numbers or anything, but Iowa's won a few games in a row, and they look a lot better. So, encouraging news there, for sure. I'd have to backtrack a bit. So, obviously, all the college seasons are over now. They're in their uh, conference tournaments, like all that semifinals and all that cool stuff. So, definitely want to make note of that. 
Merit Husnadinov, yeah, like they're not playing anymore. 63 points in 41 games, so that's kind of how that is. They play earlier in the season for some reason, or earlier in the year or whatever. Nate Benoit, Nate Benoit, five points in eight games. He's been, he's jumped up a little bit for the Waterloo Blackhawks. Good for him. USHL player, six-round pick for Minnesota in 21. Josh Pilar's with uh, Toronto. Yeah, Kyle Masters, whew, 59 points now. 59 points in 58 games, 48 assists. Plus 16 on the year. Remember, his plus-minus was lower in the season. It was kind of down. And then it just, whoop, soared back up again. So he is just having an awesome year. Can't wait to see what he can do in Iowa as uh, he will turn 20 on April the 9th and will be old enough to be in the AHL. Kyle Masters, hope he takes that next step. He could be a nice story as a fourth-round pick, which is, you know, it's definitely possible a fourth-round pick can make it. Ben Cure is also taking steps forward this season. Generally speaking, in fact, I'd say he's well ahead of last year. 60 points last year. He's got 69 already in 20 less games. 32 goals compared to 21 last year. Nice jump forward. And he is a center, but but, he, but, he, but he's going to play wing, right? That's all you ever hear. Every center the Wild ever take. Oh, but he's going to he's probably going to play wing, you know. <laughs> Let's get some real centers like Jules Sinek, thankfully. Jack Pert. Yep, again, tournament and all that. Big Ten tournament. Played all 32 games. Good for you, Jack. Very happy about that. Carson Lambos. 53, po uh, 53 games. He's 46 points. Again, slightly behind last year's pace, but two more goals than last year. He had 47 points last season, but again, slightly behind last year's pace, which is something you don't want to see in the juniors. Even if it's, you know, like high-scoring type stuff, maybe he's focusing a little differently. Uh, obviously, he's learning and growing. There is that, so can't get too down on anybody for sure. Hunter Haight recently signed a uh, entry-level contract. 41 points in 36 games for the second of Spirit in the OHL. 25 assists to go with his 16 goals. Again, signed an entry-level contract this past week. Happy for him. Um, yep, regular Lorenz tournament for him with that. Denver Pioneers. Hope they're done soon because I don't like the Denver Pioneers very much. <laughs> Michael Milne's with Iowa. Ryan Healy. Also, tournament, Harvard, Harvard, uh, conference tournaments. David Spachik, um, 46 points in 49 games. Again, right around last year's pace. In fact, slightly ahead again, but was on a torrent pace earlier and played really well in those important, you know, in the World Junior Classics back in the, uh, back around Christmas and such and New Year's. Um, 45 points for Petrovsky as well. He's a center. And, yep, yeah, for the OHL. And you could argue he's slightly behind last year's pace, unfortunately, and minus one as well. Probably not as good of a team when you kind of look at stuff like that. That's kind of what you factor in, unfortunately. So it kind of is what it is. But um, the guys learning, developing, and all that. And hopefully we'll see them in the AHL, if not the NHL, sooner rather than later. One of these days. Not, I'm not thinking about next year or anything, but eventually, hopefully, <laughs> to the AHL and NHL. And all that. So obviously, early, early on in their lives, in the in the hockey world. With that, we'll take a quick break and come back for some fan interaction.
And we are back here on Brave the Wild, segment number three, Fan Interaction segment. It's all about you, and I'm glad it is. I wish I could be doing a Raycons ad, but unfortunately that's not around at the moment. Maybe they'll make a return. We'll see. Again, I was saying more goals, anyone? Ask Brave the Wild and tag it. Hashtag BWMan and your comments and all that. Um, Okay, I see what's going on. I never pressed latest. I'm like, why is this so weird and out of order? Because I didn't put it in order. That's why. Simple logic. Um, <laughs> that's kind of on me there. Uh, thank you, Tom Hay. And he shared the uh, recent episode. Hashtag BDW Man. Thank you very much, Tom, for that. Speaking of that, I'm going to jump over notifications. Um, yep, Wild Brazil retweeted that. And the most recent show, where was it? It's mostly likes and retweeted. Where did it go, though? I know the Hockey Podcast retweeted it. And one of those things yeah it's kind of a mess it's too much it's going back too far it's my own fault so i better get back to where i want to be instead of screwing this up so my apologies and i do thank those of you that have retweeted the show over and over again i thank you every one of you so much like derek falska i know he has many times really appreciate it tom hayen does sometimes brian herrera a lot um so i don't want that to go unnoticed i really want to appreciate you guys for that always um, yep, Tom Haynes shared the most recent one. I shared the uh, article from Star Tribune in the Wild Send Jordan Greenway to Sabres, get Oscar Sunquist from the Red Wings. No conversation, just likes and retweets and such. Uh, shared the, yep, the Wild acquired John Klingberg. Yep, that was really awesome. Derek Felska, and I like, again, I love how he does this, and I should probably do something like this as well, where it kind of, yeah, it helps both of our shows. It's a lot of fun. Uh, where he'll create a poll and then hashtag at Crease Podcast and uh, hashtag Crease Podcast and hashtag BDWMN. I love that you do that, and I need to do some of that as well. I think that's cool. It just adds to the show, you know. Um, and yes, at, or excuse me, hashtag Crease Podcast. Comment away for uh, Crease and Assist Podcast, hosted by Derek Falska and Kalisha Townsell. Uh, Derek's wife, Teresa Ferries, actually did the most recent show with Kalisha Townsell on Sunday. They tend to, they tend to come out on Sundays and... Um, they, they they did a great job. They did a great job. And, of course, Derek with Kalisha, awesome job. Uh, obviously, really good job. Uh, Derek says, which trade deadline acquisition do you think will have the biggest impact with the team moving forward for the rest of the regular season and the playoffs? Uh, John Klingberg comes in in a landslide at 68.9. And, yes, they voted there. Oscar Sundqvist, well, let's go with uh, Marcus Johansson, got 20.5. Oscar Sundqvist, 6.1. And Gustav Nyquist, 4.9. Nyquist might end up being the best player, but unfortunately he has, you know, the shoulder injury and such, so he's not going to make any immediate impact, that's for sure. Um, I was saying more goals than he won and all that. Um, Jay Bushy, welcome back, says Gus has really arrived and feels very comfortable with the commitment to the D in front of him. Do you feel his level of play will continue? Yes, I do. Um, I have a very good feeling about uh, Philip Gustafson, I, I really do. And it's like, which Gus? Gustav Nyquist? Or no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Our son? Okay, I'm just kidding. There's only one. Um, yeah, I, I do think his play will continue. I'm guessing you have a good vibe as well. As, yeah, I mean, he's, he's steady. That's what I really appreciate about him. And a, a lot of people noticed that early on. It's just that the results weren't as exciting as they've become it's just been an awesome story. Uh, yeah, Nino Niederreiter also scored against the Wild last night with Winnipeg. I forgot. I got traded to Winnipeg. Hmm. Nashville to Winnipeg. Well, actually, Winnipeg is better than Nashville. Sorry. 
Why am I so sidetracked today? Derek Felscott, lightning round. That's right, I have a soundbite. Hope it's good. The lightning round. Like <laughs> like Jim Cramer of the Mad Money would say <laughs> of of Mad Money would say The Lightning Round. Yep, Derek Felscott lightning round begins. And of course there's always a possibility of a Tom Hayen lightning round as well. Those are awesome. Uh, Derek's are awesome too, let me tell you. Goal scoring is tough to come by despite the trades. Yeah, really though. How can this wild team generate more scoring without sacrificing his defense? Or will it need to loosen up a bit? Um, oh boy. Maybe somehow let the defense ignite the offense, that type of thing. You know how you force turnovers and create on-man rushes? I mean, that's the best way to go. Or, you know, I mean, I hope they don't have to loosen up too much. Maybe a little bit. Maybe just a teeny tiny bit. Like, don't be too scared uh, all the time. That's kind of what hurt uh, Bruce Boudreaux a little bit, where sometimes he was just would not let people step up and all that. At times, defensemen step up, things like that. But uh, it's been so impressive. It almost it almost, uh, it almost doesn't matter. But at the same time, no, it, it does matter if, if you're going to attempt to win every game one nothing or 2-1. to one. Eventually, it's gonna it's gonna be your undoing at some point. Morty doesn't sound too happy. He says, "Seriously, how about giving them time to gel? Your takes are off the wall today." It's like, ugh, ugh, I, I, I hope that didn't make you too upset. Hmm. I don't know why he's so mad. No, <laughs> Morty, right? No, Morty, Morty, Morty. Yep. Nice to hear from you, Morty. But uh, I wouldn't say it's off the wall. No, I mean it's. Yeah, I mean they'll gel. I'm I'm sure they'll gel and all that, but. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, and I, I don't think, uh, no, I mean, at the same time, yeah, no, I I don't think they'll have to loosen up too much. Again, as long as the defense can ignite the offense, and there's definitely, there definitely were scoring chances, so I'll just not finishing on them, which again, that's, that's on them, no doubt. Uh, Derek, lightning round continues. Matt Boldy has really struggled to score for long portions, that's for sure, long portions of the season. What do you think of the decision to send him out out for the shootout when he really seems to be struggling with his confidence. Yeah, that was painful to watch. He lost control of the puck. I I'd like him out there, but yeah, I I don't know if if he's <laughs> that was not a good sign. What I saw that looked like Nat Dumnaselli in the skills competition where he couldn't buy it, he couldn't make any shot. It was crazy, but obviously no, uh, he's not like that. Um, he's not as bad as Nat Dumnaselli going back to the second season, I believe it was for the Wild, or was it the first season actually? way back, coming in from the Atlanta Thrashers. That's the Winnipeg Jets, by the way. No, I don't. Um, I'd like him out there, sure. Maybe that can actually help his confidence, but that certain, <laughs> the most recent one certainly didn't help, I'm sure. I think I made it worse, so yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Derek says, Matt Sicarillo and Matt Boldy have more or less plateaued from the middle part of the season to where we are now. Is it time to juggle them a bit to get them going, especially with some of the other players we can have them uh, have them work with. I'd love to see Boldy with Zuc- uh, with uh, well either one Boldy with either Zuccarillo or with Kaprizov. Uh, um, Boldy with Kaprizov on the power play, it's been good. The power that's why the power play is generally good. Uh, it, of course, scoring in general has been real quiet, but the, they're part of the reason why the power play was good is Boldy and Kaprizov together. It was decent. Of course, Boldy, then again, he hasn't been scoring any points. Uh, well, hadn't been anyway. He's super young. He's developing, but 
I, I can definitely see it. It's kind of that sophomore slump crap, which is really disappointing. But um, hopefully he breaks out of it. I'm not against juggling the lines a little bit. I'm not against it, even if it's just for short stretches here and there in, in games. Like in-game juggling rather than like permanent juggling, that kind of thing. And see what works. Maybe things click and then maybe you keep guys together a little longer. Uh, and even longer after that. Lightning round continues. How many wild players, how many Minnesota wild players will be in double-digit goals by season's end? Does this team have scoring depth necessary to make it beyond the first round? Um, scoring depth, probably not. Well, then again, maybe. Maybe. Maybe it depends on uh, Nyquist, how healthy he is, and how ready to go he's going to be as well. It's a combination of things there. Uh, how many double-digit scores do we have at the moment? We have... Kaprizov, of course, Zuccarello, uh, Erickson, Matt Boldy, Goudreau, and Ryan Hartman just recently got his 10th. So that is six players. I do believe Jared Spurgeon will get his 10th between now and then. Maybe Steele. Felino's been playing good enough. Maybe he'll get there, but otherwise we're probably there already. And annoyingly, DeHame should have had it. That's a weird stat line. Seven goals and one assist. What's going on? Doesn't I mean, he has surely he has some passing skills. I've, I've seen him. Like, they're not spectacular, but they're there. If DeHame didn't miss so much damn time this year, he would have been there, I think, at, at, at least 10, maybe 12 goals. I don't see Shaw or DeWeer getting there. Felino maybe, probably should have. Steele should, but then again, he's probably not going to play much anymore now because he's dropped off so much. Spurgeon should, but he's a defenseman. Um, otherwise, it's for the most part, I think we're already there at, like, 6. But we could see anywhere from 6 to 8 is my guess when it comes to double-digit scoring. Do we have the depth to make a playoff run? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of how that guy, Bill Garrett, might say, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> That's Bill Garrett. No. Uh, and Addison's not a goal scorer, obviously, and he's probably screwed now in terms of that because they're most likely going to play uh, Klingberg a lot more. And he's got... How many? Yeah, he's had double-digit goals only four times in his career. He's more of an assist guy, so he's obviously not going to get ten goals between now and then. That'd be a, that'd be nuts. It's not going to happen, Joe. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not. Um, so yeah, six to eight tops, I think. Unfortunately, <sighs> scoring depth necessary to make it beyond the first round. Mm, scoring depth probably not, but high end hopefully with Kaprizov. That's the one thing. So. Mm, that's a tough one. Lightning round continues. Is Ryan Hartman's play worth the penalties? Should the Minnesota Wild see what a right shot center like Oscar Sundquist could do on that top line? It'd be an interesting. It'd be an interesting, um, <laughs> interesting idea. But yeah, uh, Morty responds with, "Did you watch him? He looks very slow. Yeah, he is a little on the slow side. Um, we're kind of stuck, aren't we?" I think we're kind of stuck. I wouldn't mind experimenting, see what happens. But obviously, yeah, the speed, speed probably is an issue, probably. So, ah, boy, he certainly has the passing skills. He he certainly does in the size. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to have the bigger guy out there. But now we don't even know what's going on with Kaprizov. That's the unfortunate part. He might miss a game. He might miss three games. He might miss weeks. I hope not. But uh, we'll have to wait and see with that. Could be uh, could be really bad news, but. I hope it isn't. I really hope not. Um, I don't like the penalties. Of course not. Uh, it drives me nuts. I'm sure it drives the coaches even more nuts. I wish Hartman could control himself a little better. That's the crappy part. 
but that's kind of how it's been going. Um, uh, again, I wouldn't mind like the possibility of just kind of seeing what happens, experimenting. Brian Herrera says, do you think someone else will show up in the playoffs or is Kirill going to have to carry the scoring alone once again? I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of a hero, like some, you know, like the weird like weird names, like like a Goudreau sometimes will surprise you. Jule Eriksson Eck, for sure. Jule Eriksson Eck, there's something about that guy. Not only is he like like one of the most consistent guys, but when all the guys literally come, uh, stop scoring, even Kaprizov at times, Jule Eriksson Eck, especially against the uh, Golden Knights, because Kaprizov didn't have a good playoff versus the Golden Knights. He was better last year. Um, yeah, definitely. But Jule Eriksson Eck, I think, is a, a playoff player. That's the guy that I keep coming back to over and over and over again when you talk about postseason. Jule Eriksson Eck is one of those guys. Let's say if the Wild win a Stanley Cup someday, you know, go on a great playoff run and win a Stanley Cup, Jule Eriksson Eck is going to be one of the centerpieces. I can feel that. He's going to be one of those names that you're going to hear about over and over and over again about what an amazing playoff run he had. So for me, that it, it's him uh, at the end of the day. So that's the answer to that question. Awesome question, by the way. Because uh, it's it's super important. Super important. And so um, I'm going to dig around in the notifications a little bit, see if there's anything extra floating around. Oftentimes there's something. Sometimes it's just people arguing, unfortunately, which I try to avoid, you know. So digging, 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 mostly retweets and such, and so maybe posts or other things. Uh but those were good, though. Those were good questions. Oh, yeah, Dave Johnson was responding to something here. Okay, yep, there was, these guys are responding to uh, Derek's poll. Dave Johnson said, Klingberg looks like a ticking time bomb to me. Hockey, she wrote, says, I think he needs another chance. Our team has a good defensive structure in last game. He slotted right in. Hopefully he can find his footing there again. That would be Klingberg. Dave Johnson wraps this up with, uh, I wasn't nearly as impressed with his game, regardless of his counting star, uh, his counting stats, as, as everyone else seemed to be. I saw several decisions slash plays that will be turnovers more times than not. Yeah, well, that's unfortunately why he's not one of the best defensemen, defensive defensemen out there. He's mostly offense, offense, offense. And, well, the Wild do need offense. There's no doubt about it. And that added size and experience can help a bit versus uh, Kalen Addison, unfortunately. Uh, I've been hearing all over the place, a lot of people have a, you know, all over the place, a lot of people have the feeling, and I kind of had a feeling a while back as well, because, you know, I mean, we all have our own mind and feelings here, uh, that Addison probably will be traded in the offseason, which is unfortunate, but that's how it goes. I even thought there might have been a small possibility that he was going to get traded this trade deadline, but that just didn't happen. We'll see. Um, I don't think Klingberg is going to stay long term but you never know <laughs> I doubt it but you never know obviously with the cap the cap stress that is here right in front of us right now it's not going to last forever but it is here right now and it's going to last for a couple of years still so unfortunately so that's a possibility there I think that's it I think so what was Ty Sandstrom responding to to something that's a weird oh, okay it's a different post um, Rick was saying kind of stacked question. I think Thing, uh, Klingberg will be, but I think Boldy's numbers will go up because of Johansson. And Ty Sampson said exactly my thoughts were too. Yep, that, that uh, Johansson's going to help Boldy. Yep, I think so. There, there's encouraging signs of it, but Boldy still struggled quite a bit, unfortunately. 
Um, this one was interesting, Jody Halvey. Again, this is, again, it's kind of a conversation with the poll. She was saying, I think that Bill Guerin didn't just add for the sake of adding AKA Martin Havlat. Yeah, remember that? Oh, that's why I wanted to read this. Yep. I feel like all of them fill a role. And it was fun to see Klingberg play the other night in an off that cycle, all, all of five players on the ice. Yep, it was fun. Fun kind of back and forth there. So really nice show. Really appreciate all of you. Really enjoy you. Uh, hope I wasn't too disoriented or weird today. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm always tired and this and that. <laughs> I'm always, I, don't, I don't sleep enough sometimes, and that's my own problem. I uh, apologize for that. Hope uh, hope the Minnesota Wild continue to, with their strong play and all of that. Definitely a quieter fan interaction today, which is okay. It, it is what it is. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not up to it at the moment anyway. So maybe it's good timing for that. <laughs> but uh, either way, I I love hearing from every one of you. Those of you like the Tom Hands and uh, Brian Herrera, obviously Derek Felska, Ty Sandstrom, you know. Uh, Jay Bushy, of course. I really love hearing from you. So I do like it when it's when it's busy. But sometimes if it's not, it's not. Uh, you know, Morty not too happy with some of the. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's how it is. We're we're gonna all have disagreements about certain players and certain things. So that's just how that goes. Uh, with that said, shout outs to MNW uh, prospects slash Young Guns. Really love being a part of that. You guys do an unbelievable job. Uh, Pavel Bennett coming out of Chechia. Justin Baki out of uh, Duluth, and also a part of the Sound the Foghorn podcast. Brandon Quas coming out of Wisconsin. All great Minnesota Wild fans with great knowledge of the young players and keeping up with young players throughout the, uh, throughout the world and, of course, in the NHL already, but young prospects still at the NHL level. Um, you guys do an amazing job. Minnesota Wild Global, Scott Cavendish, uh, David Kostick, Chance Kostick, Chad Walski, Kathy Main, David Abraham, Michael Fick, and many others. What a fun, fun, fun webpage. Really love uh, Facebook page anyway. Uh, Patrick Turner coming in out of Florida. Awesome guy. Big time wild, uh, big time wild uh, Facebook page. Does a great uh, does a great job and has a Minnesota Wild following coming in out of Florida. And it's it's a big deal. It really is. Uh, there's some great Minnesota Wild fans in Florida. We really appreciate you in a huge way. So, uh, welcome aboard 1,000%. 1,000%. Those of you that, uh, anybody willing to uh, do a positive rating on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Audible, anything like that, really appreciate those of you that have. And anybody willing to, thank you in advance. It's incredibly appreciated. It makes the show more attractive to potential listeners. Keep telling your friends about the show. The, uh, those of you that have followed, really appreciate you. And I'm I'm sincere about it. I'm not just, thanks, appreciate it, and then that's it. Never hear from me the rest of time. I'm not the type. You, know, uh, you interact with me, I I love hearing from you. So I mean that sincerely. With that said, have yourself a nice week. Hopefully the Minnesota Wild uh, continue their strong play and Kirill Kaprizov misses hardly any games, if if any at all. With that, So until then, take care. Thank <music> you.